0: Coming up on this week's episode of the Big Footy Podcast, we talk all about the AFL's year of the fan and how that's travelling. We talk about state of origin. We bring you the latest news and events from the AFL and preview this weekend. All that and more, coming right up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Big Footy Podcast. I'm sorry we missed last week, but we are back this week, and I've got with me uh, the usual handsome gentlemen that make up my team. Messenger, good evening. It's your team, is it? It is my team. Bloody hell. There's no I in team, but there is in my team, unfortunately, because I can't spell.
1: There is an I in Mick, though. (laughs) (laughs) Seppo,
2: good evening. G'day, there is no I in team, but there is in Big Footy.
0: That's indeed. And uh, joining us again, Mike. Good evening, and
3: uh, thanks for that little intro there, Seppo and, uh, and Messenger. But hey, our team, uh, the team, as long well as it's the A team. That's right, it's the A team. There is an I in Mike, I think
0: <laughs> we should point that out. Now, yeah, exactly. There's a lot to get through this week. It has been um, it has been a big week, but we have covered the Carlton stuff separately to this podcast for you. I know Mike was looking forward to an in-depth discussion about all things McMalthouse and... The ripple effects could happen across uh, football and uh, at the end of the world and all that other stuff that was associated with that. But uh, Messenger and Seppo and myself have uh, really... Well, we're going to publish an extra which will cover all that for you so you don't have to listen to it if you don't want to. But it will be there. It's about half an hour of us pontificating on uh, how bad Carlton are. But to the main event. And, guys, what were your highlights from the week? What caught your eye? Messenger? Didn't
1: have any highlights this week it was all very sad. What' that messenger i went I went to the football on Saturday night. things didn't go very well. I might have left early <laughs> you
3: you left early uh, oh. yeah,
1: I actually left early when we were in front because I had this sick feeling we would lose, and I was right <laughs> well there's my highlight
2: for the week done messenger leaving. the football game. <laughs>
0: I can't believe we left too early. I, I did when we were in front. That's awesome. That's great. I know. <laughs> Seppo, what was your highlight, no? Um,
2: oh, other than my own team just uh, yeah. demoralising North Melbourne, I think uh, it's just good to oh. see Richmond get up over Port and um, probably GWS just show that they're a serious contender this year. It was probably just a played before the Frio game, and it was good just to sit there and watch it again. GWS just storm themselves into the uh, top four again and um, really just show that they're a
0: force to be reckoned with this year. What about you, Mike? What's your uh, highlight for the week?
3: I have no highlights. They're all highlights. I had to put up watching my team get beaten by a team that had lost its last games collectively by 200 points. How can you call (laughs) that a highlight? Then, then we have Will Minson, who is dragged over the hot coals to the BFL tribunal for patting an umpire. Patting an umpire. I mean, look, we'll get to that conversation later, but yeah, it's it's all bad. Uh, I I sympathise with you, Messenger. It's just a terrible week. Nothing but to talk about.
0: My heart bleeds for you all. <laughs> it, it really does. I I it find could it could be worse, Mike. You could bury it at Carlton.
2: We're bleeding because we have to switch on Friday night and watch Carlton every
0: week. Oh God, help me! And that brings me to my highlight of the week. The only thing better than knowing that my team—well, the only team—the uh, only thing better than my team uh, being flogged is knowing that Messenger was uh, has to put up with us on Friday night footy again on, oh. uh, on this week. So <laughs> be.
1: Reruns of Green Gables or something like that. It... In Green <laughs> there is going to be a
0: flogging of massive magnitude this weekend. Buddy
2: may kick forty-nine goals. <laughs> this is cover your eyes, kids and parents.
3: It's going to be. Oh, this will
1: be avert your eyes. It will take another form. This and... is...
3: <laughs> hang on, hang on here. Hang on, hang on. Isn't it usually the case when after after coaches have been unceremoniously sacked, that the team actually comes out and plays footy. Yes, but those like.
0: replacement coaches haven't been John Barker. Yes, thank you. Hang on, hang
3: on. <laughs> could there could be could, could Carlton be any in any more of a dire situation than they currently are And Could they have anyone worse there? No. I, I don't think so. They well, couldn't get anything worse than what they've already gone through. I, so I
0: don't know, Fev could be playing coach.
3: <laughs> he would he would actually kick some goals. He would kick more goals in
0: whole forward line yeah. collectively. If he was playing wait I'd draft him again. But
1: uh, I think, apparently, he, he he weighs as much as a small Japanese hatchback these days. Well,
0: we're sponsored by Hyundai. It'll fit right in. Yes. Hey, actually,
3: actually, hang on, hang on. There was a uh, there was a team recently that kicked fifty goals in a game, or something like that, uh, against a you know, country uh, country, uh, country football association. Um, they kicked something. Yes, was. Like 50, yeah, fifty or sixty goals, and one of the forwards kicked, I yep. think, nineteen or twenty goals. There is Carlton's answer. There
0: well, it is. I think Carlton's answer lies up at Albury, where uh, Sedana O'Halpin <laughs> um, was the leading goal kicker in the Ovens and, Mallee, uh, Ovens and Murray League last year. Big satans. Uh, 119 oh, goals man. he kicked for the year. Good. Good. Well, is is uh, Jason Eckerman still playing
3: football? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm sure he could go goals too.
0: Oh, uh, look, it's uh, if we can take Daisy Thomas, we can take any uh, anyone that's part <laughs> of the Chris Tarrant.
1: Chris Tarrant's
0: a hired guns. <laughs> Honestly, I'm mystified how like guys like Mitch Clark and that haven't ended up at Carlton in the past. But anyway,
1: off more money.
0: This conversation Conversation's making me depressed. Let's move on to our next <laughs> <laughs> segment. Obviously, big things happening this week. Uh, as Mike said earlier, Mitch uh, not Mitch, Will Minson getting four weeks for uh, apparently killing an umpire. If I if I read this rightly in the uh, VFL and getting uh, four weeks for that. I, of course, feel less sympathy after, um, you know, Greg Williams got nine weeks for a similar incident, of course. Um, Messenger, how do you you read this before we get to Mike?
1: I I was in this camp. I was in this camp that it's a, a frivolous thing and you throw it out and nobody deserved to be suspended for that long. And then David King raised something very interesting. He doesn't say very many clever things, but he said this. He said... It's the thin edge of the wedge. You let them do that, what else do you let them do next time and say it doesn't matter? He said, you don't ever touch an umpire. Ever, ever, ever. And this is the message that you give. That even AFL-listed players at VFL level, you can't do it. Keep your hands off.
2: I think the problem is with the length of the suspension is what everyone's arguing. I think most people agreed you can't get off scot-free not even a fines probably warrant for handling an umpire everyone knows the rules and I think players have come out and support that but it's the four week thing that gets me and I reckon probably only deserves one or two for a slight tap of the arm or you know grabbing or trying to grab the attention of an umpire running by but it really certainly doesn't deserve four weeks when you consider what players do on the field to other players it gets four weeks it's it's nothing in comparison. There was a
1: suspension no. in the sandfall with um, Andrew Moore, who's a port-listed player. Is that right, Wookie?
0: I believe so, And he, yeah.
1: and he got three. Mm. But apparently what Moore did in the sandfall was much more than what Minson did. So, yeah, no. you could sort of argue he'd get a lower suspension. But, you know, in the... Without, God, I hate this phrase, but send a message or
0: well, yeah. received loud
1: and clear, you'd have to think.
0: Yeah, you can't touch an umpire. I'm inclined to agree with David King, and I hate saying that because I hate David King. But I think you can't touch an umpire, and you you can't set a precedent whereby you can, you can start doing that and getting away with it with small fines or, you know, a week off. I think four weeks basically says, look, we haven't changed our minds on this. It is still a serious thing. Don't do it. Sorry, Mike. That's just it No, kind of look,
3: that, look, that's all right. Look, you know, there's, there has to be consistency and there's got to be rules, but the, <laughs> the rules have got to be consistent. It's not like he's... more to the point, you've got pictures there of, of Hawthorne. Well, I, I can't remember, actually. I'll have to find it. But there is uh, pictures of umpires being hugged by players, being patted on the shoulder. I mean, touching is touching, isn't it? Whether or not, you're patting an umpire on the back as he runs past or giving a hug it's got to be the same rule for all. So this is the problem again. It's one of those inconsistencies of the AFL and the interpretation of of, of the rule.
0: I'm I'm not sure there's too much hugging of umpires going on in the field, Mike. (laughs) I I can't recall actually ever seeing that uh, in a game, to be honest. It was that known
1: violent offender, Luke Hodge, I (laughs) think you're referring to, isn't it, Mike? Yeah.
3: Yes, I have a picture right in front of me of Luke Hodge with his arm around an umpire.
0: Was this during a match, though, or was this after the siren had gone? It was
3: during a match.
0: Maybe, maybe he was helping him walk somewhere.
3: I have a picture of Adam Goods hugging an umpire.
0: Are you collecting like a dossier on this?
3: <laughs> yes, I have <laughs> a picture of
0: another St. Kilda it's, it, player. It's not like Minson is his, even making the his, team at the moment. With his Mike.
3: arm on. Uh, look, I'll I'll, I'll I'll give you guys a link, but I've got another picture here of another Saints player with his arm squarely on the umpire's arm. Now, all of those guys should have been suspended for touching an umpire. If you are going to have a rule, it's got to be the same rule for all.
0: Maybe the umpire gave consent to be hugged, though. Maybe there's a consent issue involved.
3: And and, and yet, the funny thing is, is that you get an incident like... uh, Where is it? Um really have put together some research, haven't you? Oh, that's right. Reese Conker elbows Devin Smith in the back of the head and gets two weeks. Maybe you didn't see him. (laughs) No. His elbow didn't see him. So Conker elbows Devin Smith in the back of the head while he goes off the ground with potential to cause serious damage two weeks. So anyway... It's not that I don't see your point,
0: Mike. It's just I find it funny how much research you did on it. For, For a guy that you'll trade to Carlton at the end of the year anyway. (laughs)
3: Well, if he's worth
0: anything. Oh, hell, he's better than any of our ruckmen are. He doesn't have to be worth anything, never, Carlton, let me tell you. Yeah. Moving along. (laughs) Adam Goodes uh, apparently being booed is a problem. Um, I was unaware that this was a problem. I thought this was something the players had to deal with in their playing career. I mean, Tim Watson copped an almighty outburst at uh, Subiaco last year. Uh, guys, booing, booing goods. Apparently, Jordan Lewis says it's not on. Mike, he's one, uh, sorry. Messenger is one of your people.
1: Uh, look, it's it's one of the greatest crimes of humanity, apparently. But then you know, I go to North Melbourne games, and North Melbourne fans still boo Josh Gibson. Is, and they is, should. Yeah, well, is is that racist? And Josh Gibson's black. I mean, that's that's horribly racist. Maybe they should all go to prison. I don't know. I think think a lot of
2: booing links back to probably incidents that's caused. Like, I just look at other reasons why, um, you know, when Ryder played Frio, he got booed because he took out McFarlane one game and then Boomer Harvey gets booed because of the claims he Crowley pinched him 300 times. So I think a lot of booing goes towards past things that fans remember. And I'm sure Goods has done plenty of things to... Hawthorne players over the last couple of years, and I'm not sure if it's just Sydney Hawthorne games that Goods gets booed, or, or if people carry it over to other games when Sydney are playing.
1: Um, I certainly this, this haven't seen it my, myself, I mean,
2: but I'm aware of it. I,
1: I am not a booer as a general rule, and I don't boo Adam Goods or anybody for that matter. Well,
0: you just but go what home. What I would the observe
1: th- is this: Adam Goods gets away with a lot of things. He gets along away with a lot of stiff arm sort of fend offs that other players don't get away with. He gets away with a lot of feet first stuff. He nearly broke both of josh Gibson 's legs a few years ago, feet first business and he has a purer than pure persona and it 's not to me that is not matched by what he does on the field yeah i 'm not saying he 's a dirty player, but he certainly gets away with things that a lot of players don 't get away with and certainly the Gibson thing is first and foremost in in, um, in a lot of hawthorne supporters minds. Robbo wants this to be a racist thing, that Hawthorne fans are racists. Well, I just, I reject that out of hand. That's nonsense. Yeah, no,
0: same here. I don't think it's racist. I just you know, think people go, don't like him as a I, player. Uh, Gents, sorry. Sorry, mom
3: Go on. James, <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to go to the link here and say, do you know what? If Goods can't hack it, he can leave the game seriously. Booing is a part of the game. There are so many players that get booed, but why is it an issue booing than Goods? Because he was Australian of the year.
0: Honestly, he just needs to suck it up. I mean, Chris Judd got booed for ages because he was perceived to be a, a poor player because of his eye-gouging incidents and other chicken wing yeah. and all that stuff. I mean, you get booed and people remember. Exactly. There's an exactly. institutional memory that exists in football. Umpires get booed. Peter Carey, after the Fremantle incident where he took a mark in the middle of the ground, he got booed for a while. It was. Um, Lee
2: Fisher got booed for the entire Freo Bulldogs game. From memory, I think.
0: You know, uh, players that leave clubs get booed when they go back and play against them. I mean, booing is just part of the game. Exactly. And you exactly. try and take Liberal it out. Still
3: gets booed today. You know, twenty years after. So you, you
0: take it out, and you're removing part of the makeup of the atmosphere that is supposed to be at the game. Which leads me to um to uh, talk about the the AFL's Fan of the Year. Oh, year of the fan thing that they're doing and we've been I set up a thread on the main board of Bigfooty early this morning uh, basically going into asking for some feedback on the year of the fan and they're really um, mm. and are basically asking how it's working out for people but, uh, basically uh, which 40% of responders said it doesn't matter um, I don't live in Victoria these measures have eluded me uh, 20% have said it's an improvement and uh, 32% have said that, you know, I don't want the Americanisation of sport, I just want to watch the footy. Basically, I'm not sure that this is working for the AFL as much as they would have liked it to, but part of that could be tracked to poor performances by uh, some of the bigger clubs, lot well, historically bigger clubs, I'm not saying um, that they are bigger clubs now, but... We're talking about the big four clubs that turn up when their bandwagons oh, you, are fully I was rolling.
1: i free to say it, and you said it. That's fantastic. Big I four. had to say big four oh,
0: because, big four. and 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 don't get me wrong. When we say big four, we're not talking about now. Anyone who says big four clubs is not talking about this 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 current environment of football. When they say big four, they're talking about a traditional big four. Yeah,
1: any it's, Richmond it's... Support, <laughs> except for the supporters. They still think of Richmond as being,
0: <laughs> and there is. Big... There, no Carlton person thinks the club's part of the Big Four. No Carlton person thinks that. But historically, we were part of that historical Big Four. In any case, uh, TV ratings are down across the board, except in Adelaide and in Perth, where they're up 4 and 3%. Crowds in general are, are up, but they are up at the MCG, which is good. Um, they're up in Adelaide, they're up at, uh, in Canberra, they're up massively at the SCG, which is just going along with... Uh, Record membership at the Swans as well, breaking even at the Gabba. Surprisingly, they are down at Eddie Had, down at Subiaco, down at the at Smotless, and massively down at Metricon. Which I is, guess
1: the Sydney things because the Swans are scoring so many more tries than they used to as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> a, there's a lot of positivity at, in Sydney though. They are they are really they're going from strength to strength. and They might finally become what the AFL hoped that they would 30 years ago. But uh, it's it's a long road, and hopefully uh, GWS don't take that long, but I'm not 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 sure that they've got that much time. So basically, yeah. the question is, have the family-friendly fixtures, the music, the cheaper food, the LED lighting, the free water, the, the apparently improved fixturing, the kids getting in for free, kicking the, the footy on the ground after the game, uh, having VFL fixtures before games, uh, club-controlled ticket pricing, is this working any better for you guys? And I've got to ask you guys, because you guys actually get to the games. I'm in Adelaide. None of it matters to me.
1: Well, Seppo, you sit in the cheer squad, don't you? So don't they have some sort of special corporate deal for Fremantle, like, cheer squad people? Seppo's not here. Seppo. Oh, so I'll pretend to be Seppo. Oh, yes. Well, you know, in the Fremantle cheer squad, um, usually we have, like, uh, special leather seats brought in by the uh, mining companies, and uh, it's great.
3: <laughs> well, what about your experience car, at the game of five <laughs> What about
1: your experience at the game though that, it, yes, well they go through a few cardboard cutouts and net five well my experience well look the cheaper food's probably the thing I notice and and I think that's you know that's appreciated because you know we really wanted to spend eleven dollars on chips and water um, the LED lighting well i don't mind it I think some find it to be a bit of a distraction um you know, I can do... Look, I, honestly, I could do without the dancing and the bloody, you know, shows in beforehand. I'd, I'd turn up to the game five minutes before the balls bounced purely to avoid that sort of stuff.
0: Mm, you're not I'd, alone I'd in that, much I think. Rather,
1: I'd much rather see a reserves game, to be brutally honest with you, before a, before a senior match. Mm. That's what would get me there earlier. Really, yeah?
0: What about you, Mike? Yeah, look, I, I, I
3: tend to agree with with uh, Messenger's sentiments there because I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be interested actually to know the overall stats and figures for crowd attendances over the last few years in total and contrast on the on the round by round average because it just appears that all of the things they're trying to do and, and their marketing trying to capture a, a target market or, or a share of the target market being more families, attracting more families to the game, making it cheaper for families to get to the game. It's not working. So, you know, fundamentally, the crowd attendance at games is still low, um, and I just don't think you can take away from the fact that no matter how much you throw into the game, people are not going to go to the games unless their club is
0: successful. Yeah, that's it. It's, and that's a massive problem in Queensland at the moment, where people exactly. aren't going because the, both teams are rubbish. It's not the end of the world. It never is the end of the world, um, but you've got to be concerned until your team starts winning, I guess. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. So the verdict at the moment, you'd have to say it's maybe maybe a D at the moment. It's it's getting there, but it's not quite there yet. Look, it's going to take yeah. a while.
3: It's going to take probably a good year before people get used to it, people are warm to it, you know, because there's so many now. There's so much competition there in terms of family activities and and. People are now so conscious of the dollars they have to spend to, to keep the kids happy.
0: Mm. Uh, well, the other thread that I started is to do with Origin, um, and it comes up every time this time of the year. and I thought I'd preempt the Origin discussions that inevitably pop up on the main board by just creating a mega thread to discuss it all because we all, you know, we're all mods here, we've all seen them come up, um, and they come up ad nauseum and they come up in plenty, you know, because uh, the. Obviously, tonight, New South Wales play Queensland and Origin uh, for Rugby League. And obviously, the AFL doesn't have that, hasn't had it for some time. So I thought I'd put a poll up and see what people's thoughts are on it and uh, get some discussion happening all in that one thread. And so the, basically, um, 30%, well, 22% of the votes have said it's dead. It's ceased to be. We don't, we don't want any more Origin. Let it go. Um... 5% have said they don't want it for any reason, uh, or for a variety of reasons, like player injuries, length of the season, that sort of thing. 4.5% of voters have said that they would support a dream team, like Victoria versus the rest concept, like we had a couple of years ago. Uh, 27% support the idea of just having South Australia pay Victoria and WA, uh, that, kind of, that kind of three-team dynamic. and this surprised me a little bit, support the idea of having a carnival every four years, as we did, like, in 1988, which featured all states and territories and the VFA and an amateur team, um, I might add. So, yeah, and uh, 10.4% selected other and came up with other ideas as well, so...
1: I... I, my my feeling... I was one of the no-votes. I I would describe it as, as dead as Latin... Hmm. dead, deader than dead,
0: dead, dead. And that's dead. based on injuries and things like that, though, is that You don't want to see your players Ooh. get injured and then have to come back, you know, try and come back in your team, b without a player who's injured it's, because they played it in it's origin. It's a
1: redundant concept. We see essentially interstate football every week. In this case, half the guys who play for GWS are from Victoria, but but nobody really, I don't think anybody really cares that much. Mm. And And the clubs, well, the clubs who spend... Hundreds of thousands of dollars on these guys now are not going to risk seeing a somebody who they've just signed to a multi-million dollar five-year contract do themselves in in some exhibition game. I just you're going to see guys get niggles and catch the flu and, and over and over again, and you'll end up playing. It'll be like international rules.
3: Mm. I don't know look from from my perspective I don't see the value of trying to resurrect it now I, I see it as a game as a part of the yesterday's game or you know an era gone by where it was you're right you you had less um, interstate involved in football but it was just a different time of football it was still back when footy was still considered you know a working man's game it was a different demographic but now with where football is, where the AFL is marketing football as, as you know, uh, a multi-state brand across all the borders and trying to get people in and just, I don't know, it just doesn't have the same ring. So I don't think it's probably worthwhile um, going down that track at this point in time, trying to resurrect that. I don't see any actual benefit to it. We've got the buys, but the whole buy scenario is to give teams a rest, give players a rest, not and then not have to have them playing in a, in a uh, state of
0: origin, otherwise, why would you bother? Why would you bother to buy? Just keep it going. My only thought on this at the moment, and I look, I, I agree with people that don't uh, don't want it. It's um, the risk of injury to players that are paid inordinate amounts of money by their clubs to perform during the year is, is very high, and you do, you don't want to see those players get injured. At the same time, my concern uh, from the business perspective, which I look at a little bit, is um, that the AFL is going to need to provide content if it's to keep increasing its uh, take of the media rights. And at the moment, with ratings going down, and they are actively going down year on year at the moment, to get that extra money that all these clubs are wanting, they're going to have to provide something. Now, this is where the women's league that's been forward is going to come into it as well, but that's not going to generate the rights that the AFL wants. You're going to have to start supplying a marquee event. International rules is not that marquee event. It it simply is not. It doesn't matter how many times people try to put it forward as a marquee event, it simply is not what people are after. They're going to have to
1: do... If you want to increase the value to the product, there's two ways you can do it. You can either produce more products or actually make the product that everybody really, really wants, less available, like the NFL model, where you only have sixteen rounds in the NFL and and you you have fewer opportunities to see your team. So that you always sell out. But if you sort of say, Oh, we better find another product to make people interested in it, I just think you end up diluting what you've got. Because ultimately you've got to there's got to be a reason to watch and you've got to care about it. And and if it's just oh look, yeah, you know, these guys that you see every week in a different jumper, well, I just don't think it's gonna resonate with enough people.
0: Mm, maybe. I think the
3: question the AFL has got to ask, and I'm sure they are, is is the competition sustainable in its current format? I think that's the real question. You know, they've got to look at the situation analysis of where they currently are with the competition and is that the model that they can continue to run with? You know. Mm-hmm. And that leads along to the to the comment that Messenger just gave, you know, um, reducing the number of rounds or even going further to reduce the number of teams, because I don't think that increasing the number of teams is actually going to bring more attraction to the game.
0: Well, it certainly hasn't at the moment, um, with the last two teams adding very little in terms of raw numbers mm-hmm. to, to the actual rating. In fact, ratings have actively gone down since uh, the, the teams have gone in. That may coincide with uh, streaming and uh, you know, mobile rights which we know very little about. Um, and that could play a bigger part than we think. But in terms of television, the ratings are actively going down. They they're down already this year. They're down like, sixteen percent at the moment. So it's <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's one of those things.
1: Ooh.
0: So I honestly I don't I don't know what the answer is there. I think Origin in some form is going to make a comeback in the future. I know the players have said that they are for it in some way, but yeah. it's, it, it, it's and that's more likely to end up being some sort of all star game. And as we know, the AFL does like to emulate things done by Americans, and so all star is probably going to be the way that goes, anyway. Moving along just very briefly into the the news stuff that's been popping up uh Tasmanian police are talking to Chris Scott about his incident with security guard in uh Perth uh, sorry in Hobart um, this follows up South Australian police chasing Alistair Clarkson over his incident with a fan. <laughs> Uh, Nathan Buckley is supporting his assistants to, uh, apply for jobs at Carlton. I don't think we'll be looking forward to taking anyone from Collingwood for some time, though. Uh, Port Adelaide have banned a fan for three months for, I think, racist taunting. And, yeah, Daisy Thomas has come out in support of people, of, of, uh, Mick Malthouse. No surprise there. So it's, um... Yeah, it's it's a it's a big deal. I've actually lost my uh, agenda, which was telling me what I was going to talk about.
3: But... <laughs> well, I think after the origin, we're going go to go into round previews. How's that for you?
0: Thank you very much, Mike. Keeping me on track as always. And uh, but before we do that, just getting into very briefly the results from round eight. Uh, Geelong getting up over Carlton's. Well, and when I say get up, I mean they smashed them. St Kilda getting well nearly 10 goal loss to a West Coast GWS continuing its uh, rather successful season by its standards, getting up over Adelaide, Gold Coast going down in a big way to Collingwood, Hawthorne going down slightly to the Swans, Fremantle annihilating North Melbourne, uh, Essendon 10 goal victors over Brisbane, Melbourne getting up over the Dogs and Port losing to Richmond in what was probably a surprise for the round, but in the end, uh, lots of big losses there, guys. Should we be concerned about the season?
1: Well, I mean, teams. I think we talked about a few weeks ago. Teams seem to be able to get a run on and and other other teams, not be able to stop them. But you know, we've been having these sort of seasons for years.
0: There's like nine uh, games, well, eight games here ended up in nearly ten goal losses. Just in the one weekend, or well, six games?
1: I don't know how you yeah. stop it. I honestly don't know how you stop it.
0: It's, it's just—I mean, it... I,
1: went to a, I went to a very, I went to a very good quality game that was really too big mm. right up until about the last ten minutes. Mm. In fact, sure. I wrote poetry about
0: it. But... <laughs> Did you? Do you want to share your poetry with us? Would you like to hear my poetry? Yes, I, look, let's let's hear your to, haiku game
1: reviews. What I've decided is that game reviews, I thought I'd try different literary styles to sort of engage the listeners and to provide value. So I've chosen the haiku this week, Rookie. Yes. Um and, and I've written two haikus about the Hawthorne-Sydney game. Um, and I hope that you know, you'll listen and appreciate. My first haiku is about the game itself. My mum always said, bad kicking is bad football. Adam good. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I've got it one more. It's about the significance of the game to Sydney. You won in round eight. Redeem your loss in fourteen when you choked like dogs. Thank you.
0: <laughs> right. That was Messenger reading uh, his haikus from the weekend. You can find him in all good bookshops. Um. In in, I will know, take uh, Glen Iris. I, I,
1: I, I I'll I'll take I will take feedback from the punters about different styles for game reviews throughout the season, and we might try a bit of beat poetry. We might even break into a bit of a musical number for a bit of a, for a game review. And I'll, well, we can review whatever game you like. But I thought we might just jazz it up a bit, rather than saying, "Oh, they kicked real well and they did good and that." I so thought you know, <laughs> Bring me
0: your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Mm. Any any uh any observations you want to make from the weekends games, guys, before we move on to this weekend?
3: No, silence. Uh, no, no, no. I think silence is uh <laughs> right. silence is
0: for The ladder at the conclusion of round eight, Fremantle on top, uh undefeated. Congratulations, Seppo. West Coast uh, coming in second must uh, can't have happened too often in the last twenty years. Softest draw ever.
1: <laughs> soft, the, no, no, they've had a soft draw, soft as Robbo's head draw.
0: The Swans and Giants coming in at six and two apiece uh, in third and fourth position. I, I've got to wonder: is that the first time you've got two teams from each state in the top in the top four? It's um
1: the first time there's been two teams in New South Wales in
0: the top four. Well yeah, probab well. I'll be
3: I'll be here all week, thank you. <laughs>
0: Collingwood no, I think
3: I think you've had uh two teams. No I think I, I think two, uh, sorry not Jeffers. Sydney and uh and uh West Coast. Back- Back during 2005 2006, they were in there for a while. There, I was talking I about Freo
2: from... and Adelaide made up the other two, so it might have been. Jeez, God, God what with...
3: was that? <laughs> he's, no. paid his, he's paid Why his power bill. Welcome back,
0: Sipo. <laughs> back, back from his power outage. Uh...
1: Well, we, we were saying, do you actually, is it true that the Freo chair squad have leather chairs supplied to them by one of your mining company sponsors for the games?
2: Oh, I would not know. We don't get that luxury here in Melbourne. Uh,
1: are the floggers made of $50 bills, painted purple?
2: Which oh, well, we're not that lucky. It would be nice. It's
1: a very rich and powerful organisation, Fremantle Football Club. Mm. A lot of it doesn't
0: trickle through. All right, Collingwood coming in fifth spot on eight and five, along with Adelaide, who are eight and five, Hawthorne and Richmond making up eight and four. It's interesting to notice that the uh, the Victorian Premiership drought threads are coming up already. uh. Really? Yeah, yeah, there's one on the main board already, uh, because there's only three Victorian teams in the top eight at the moment. So apparently that's it's going to
2: work wonders for TV ratings next year when they all the big four sides are sitting out and filling up Friday night time slots again. It's going to be fun.
0: I hope they schedule calm for every single one of them. <laughs> Not because yeah, I watch but them, but because let's... I know Messenger will poke his own eyes out.
1: Uh, <laughs> I will. I will do more than that. I will. I will. God, I'll watch the sound of music or something. It'll be horrific. I just imagine Messenger... How many of the last 10 premierships? They've won probably what? One, two, three, four. They've probably won seven of the last 10 premierships.
0: So there's no need for another government inquiry yet.
1: There's no (laughs) need for We can all all just put the razor blades down, people. Just Mm. settle down.
0: (laughs) I just imagine Messenger watching Friday Night Football like that guy at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark with his face melting and stuff like that.
3: I,
1: if if a, it's Carlton, I, I don't even bother. If it's
0: Carlton, I don't even bother turning it on. <laughs> anyway, Accelerate it, the ageing process. Starting up no. in uh, ninth spot, Essendon, uh, along with Geelong, the Bulldogs in North Melbourne on four and four apiece, still in the hunt. Uh, Port Adelaide, surprisingly, perhaps at eight and three. Melbourne at eight and three. St Kilda at... Uh, at uh, Sorry, at three and five, not eight and three. <laughs> yeah, <so laughs> I'm say, geez, Jesus, well. I'm not 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 um not not reading things. Apparently, uh, St. <laughs> Kilda at two and six, eight along eight. with Brisbane, Gold Coast Suns at one and seven, and that's the entire ladder right there. That's it. There is no more to it. Um, no more relevant teams to discuss <laughs> anyway. They- oh.
1: God, you're insufferable, you bloody Fremantle supporter. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh, look at all Lardy Da with his Woodside uh, memberships and things Lardy and yeah, yeah, Dave Da and his Nat Fife blow up doll. My yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's uh, that's where the ladder stands, guys. Uh, some... Oh,
1: Nat, you're so big and strong.
0: <laughs> Fremantle's still undefeated. Every team with at least one win on the board, though, so that's better than some years have gone in the past. Josh Kennedy leading the race for the Coleman at the moment. Eddie Betts, uh, formerly of Carlton, uh, coming in second. <laughs> now, interesting stat here. Eddie Betts kicked 80 goals since he left Carlton. The highest kicking... So is Carlton. The highest leading goal kicker for Carlton in the same period of time, is Lockie Henderson, with 26. So okay. you tell me if we made a mistake by letting Betts go and ch- exchanging him for Thomas, who hasn't kicked 15 goals in the entire time. Jeremy Cameron coming in third uh with twenty six goals and having a stellar year as well. Taylor Walker getting back into the swing of things on twenty five along with Josh Bruce from St Kilda, um, who I've no idea about. Jack Rewalt uh from Richmond at twenty four. Cam McCarthy from the Giants on twenty one. So the Giants there with two in uh, the top uh, in the top ten goal kickers for the league at the moment. Lance Franklin, formerly of Hawthorne Messenger, uh on I've twenty. Heard of him. You've heard of him?
1: Apparently, apparently, apparently he was at the game on Saturday
0: night. <laughs> Jared Roughhead also on 20 goals, so there's some uh, interesting by play. Matthew Pavlich, Seppo, on 19, bringing up 10th spot there for the Coleman. David Armitage with the most disposals in the league, followed by Nat Fythe, uh Daniel Hanenbury, Matt Prittis, or, you know, current Brownlow medal winner, Matt Prittis. Again... <laughs> It's still unbelievable. Dylan Shield from the Giants <laughs> coming in fifth. Dane Swan, uh, Josh Kennedy, Adam Trelaw, Scott Pendlebury and Jack Stephen making up the top ten there. So that's where we are at the end of round eight. We're going to head into round nine in a moment. We're going to have a quick break. Oop. And we're back and we're talking about round nine. And if you're a Fremantle supporter, you're probably looking forward to another uh, win. Uh, But we'll get to that in a moment. First off, Friday night, everyone's favourite night of the week. I know it's Messenger's favourite night of the week. I know he sits down with his warm cup of Bonox uh, in front of the fire, puts the TV on, uh, presumably black and white, and listens to uh, Lou Richards commentate on uh, Sydney versus Carlton this Friday night uh, from the SCG. And uh, any any takers for a Carlton win here? There,
1: there, there is there is more chance of Seppo falling out of love with Nat 5 than <laughs> than, than this, than Carlton winning.
0: Carlton are $14 and, with the bookies for this. And you you wouldn't waste your money, would you?
2: you I don't waste if anything. You'd probably look at the line to say that Carlton would probably give a, a whelp for once with a, a new coach and Moldhouse out and... Playing for their lives, but it is Sydney they're coming up against. So, so
1: what, what? What line would what line would convince you that it would be worthwhile? Oh, it'd have to be well over a hundred.
2: So if it was, give them like... a hundred point head start, and I might think about backing Carlton. Then. So
1: if it was like Sydney minus eighty five, you wouldn't do it. No. Mm.
0: Last time they played, Lance Franklin kicked six, Sam Reid kicked four, and uh, Josh Kennedy was best on ground with forty one possessions, apparently. Carlton are ranked in the bottom three for kicks, marks, handballs, disposals, uncontested. Possess- Look, just every stat, we're everything. ranked in the bottom <laughs> that's three. That's half uh, intensity,
1: yes, courage. So. Now, at this
3: stage,
2: guys, we are all laughing about this. But if Carlton managed to pull the win, will this be the biggest? Uh, I know Bulldogs beating Sydney probably goes back as one of the biggest upsets of the past couple of years, and I suppose Saints beating Frio last year the year before was probably one but this would have to pass them all really when you think about it saying as a small percentage it might happen you know things just to go right for them but just imagine if it did happen
3: yeah it's, it's not gonna happen at 14 bucks almost, i'm not sure they to put 10 bucks on them just for the sake of it
1: well you may as well what you do this is what you could do get it get your ten dollar note Get a cigarette lighter, put a cigarette lighter, and light your ten-dollar note. Okay, because then you, you you may as well do that. I do, the, you know I, what? It would, it would actually be funny if Sydney what if if Carlton won purely because Sydney would have lost a game, I lost t- that
0: game. I tell you, they may as well get Nines cricket commentators in for this. There is going to be a slaughter of you know cricket proportions here. So, nice. second game of the round Saturday and. Well apparently facing similar odds of gold Coast were playing hawthorne at uh, in Tasmania at york park uh, gold Coast of thirteen dollars <laughs> against hawthorne here so we uh, yeah.
1: we're, we're going to do them and we're going to do them slowly like Paul Keating and john hewson
0: <laughs> average winning margin by hawthorne over gold Coast uh, nearly ten goals it's exactly nine goals so
1: well, we're going to make it we're going to make it. So. This will be a nice 85-point stuffing. Paul mm. well,
2: Coast lost here uh, as well, one of their good users of the ball, so they've really just gone backwards. I think their yeah, injury thought, list is probably the worst in the AFL at the yeah, moment. it's, it's pretty so bad. They've pretty
1: got bad 13 shape. of their best 22 out.
0: Mm. Yeah, uh, you, it's one of those uh, seasons that really have been derailed by injuries, not least Ablett's, of course, but... Uh, Moving along to Melbourne and Port Adelaide. This game at Traeger Park in Alice Springs uh, on uh, Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Second game ever played for premiership points at Traeger Park. Last year's game pulled about 5,500 to what was literally a suburban oval that could have just been surrounded by cars. <laughs> well, but, I remember the
2: pocket was covered by a tree. Yeah. It was, uh, the bottom right corner. It's going to be... Uh... An interesting surround for a game that probably actually matches up quite well when you think about where Melbourne just coming off that win against the Bulldogs and Port Adelaide struggling. Do you think this is every chance that Melbourne might just, you know, at the start of the year you would have said Port are going to flog them, but now it's more like a 50-50 game at the moment, even though the odds are probably slightly tipped in Port's favour, but Melbourne might take some confidence to a neutral venue out in the desert and an Indigenous round. You never know what can happen.
0: Port Adelaide... uh... Port Adelaide yeah. only averaging 76 points a game in 2015. They averaged 100 points a game last season. Melbourne is the lowest scoring team in the league in uh, 2015, though, which I find hard to believe, given how crap my team is. But uh, they did break 100 points against the Bulldogs last weekend, apparently, so it's all up for them.
3: Yeah, yeah, we we definitely did well at making them look good,
0: that's for sure. <laughs> You're bringing <laughs> them, into form.
1: Nothing them like, into form. Nothing like playing Melbourne to get you started, I reckon. I reckon oh, Port absolutely. Adelaide will be all right. Oh, well, Mike, you'd be able to tell us about in. that, wouldn't you? What's that? About Melbourne getting your, getting your season started.
3: <laughs> no, our, our, our season went to crap three weeks ago when we lost to St Kilda and when we
0: pissed the game away in half time. Melbourne, $3 against uh, Port Adelaide, if you're wondering. That's what we're doing. Actually,
3: that's pretty good odds. That's pretty short odds, though, considering.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Mike, the Bulldogs have the Giants at uh, Etihad Stadium.
3: Yeah, it's probably going to be about a ten-goal, ten-goal loss to us. Mm. It's not. I, it, it's not good, is it? It's not going to be pretty. No, no. Look, we're going. Through, we're going through. We we were insipid against Melbourne. Absolute. We actually would have made Carlton look good. And If Carlton had played us last weekend, Carlton would have won. That's how bad we were. Spewn. I know. <laughs> Don't worry. You will tell more players at some point in time. So there's a bit that you can, you can hope for a win there. It's their
0: second win of the season.
3: (laughs) 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 Look, I tell you what, I don't look, I don't know what, what happened on Sunday. They just, they, they, they fell into Melbourne's crap stoppage game and they got sucked into it. And, uh, you know, and, and that's the way it turned out. But, um, They've got, to, they've got to do something. They can't play good footy for five weeks or four weeks minus the thrash to Hawthorne and then decide to turn off like that and expect people to take them seriously. So, you know, there's a couple of players there that, that are still injured that really shouldn't be play, playing. There is a couple of players there that just shouldn't be playing full stop. We could probably get rid of them to Carlton next year. So
0: Awesome. We'll wait for them.
3: Uh, exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, yeah. So. We, we won't win this game against uh, a Jervis, but hopefully that hopefully uh, in, on the topic of booing, Ryan Griffin will be getting lots of it. <laughs>
0: Bookies <laughs> have you at $2.40. Bookies <laughs> have you at $2.40, right? So, uh, have us at $2.40. Yeah. Jeez, that right. Possibly co- only because it's at Eddie had, but uh, GWS have been winning all over the place these days. Saturday night, uh, the Dreamtime game between Richmond and Essendon at the MCG.
3: That's right. It's the old man's 400th game. The 40-year-old playing his 400th AFL game. He's the
1: same age as me. He's older and, than me. And, well,
0: yes, uh, younger than Mike. What,
3: <laughs> what? How many games did Tuck play? 426, city.
0: Yeah. Do you yes, think there is any he's... chance?
3: Do you think that there is any chance of him breaking Tuck's record? You know why? Why not? I, why wouldn't he? I, I mean, at this point, I mean, what would stop him?
2: Well, There's no signs of him slowing down.
0: Yeah. He's not doing much, though.
2: He's being managed. He's missed the trip to Perth when Essendon came across. And if he misses the odd travel here and there, there's no reason...
0: Maybe they're just keeping him around, around to break the record. He would need...
3: Sorry, he would need another two seasons out of break the record because Essendon won't play him every week. They play him every second or third game. He plays. A, he's at a reduced training regime. He doesn't actually train with the main group so he's told what 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 uh, they want him to focus on and uh, and that's it so it's it's preservation but i think how long can he get going is a, is a question can he draw it another two seasons I, I don't think so
1: so if he played say another 10 this year out of the last what is it the last 14 or 15 and then he played another 15 next year that would get him past tuck if. I, reckon you, I reckon you'll do it. I reckon you'll do that. That's within his grasp. A 15-game season. Maybe. Playing two games in three.
2: Certainly wouldn't put it past him. Mm.
3: Yeah. Be the... I guess it's just one of those things we'll have to see and see how long his body holds out, really.
0: Mm. It'd be the ninth Dreamtime game at the G since 2006. The Bombers have won six games to three of them. So, uh, interest and stuff.
2: I will give every, Essendon every chance here to win this. I know Richmond just coming off a win, but I think the Bombers have probably got a better list at the moment that Richmond, and they had that one odd win. But mm. give them the points to Essendon here.
0: Last game, oh, I'm,
1: going, I'm going. I'm going for Essendon only because it would be a very Richmond game to lose.
0: Oh, I'm not going for <laughs> either of them. I hope they both lose somehow. A <laughs> <I> draw. <laughs> It's one of those and games where just like the earth could open up in the middle of the MCG and I would not miss either side. Moving along. <laughs> moving along right. to the last game for Saturday and it, it's Adelaide playing Fremantle at Adelaide Oval.
2: Seppo? This is one I'm travelling along from Melbourne. Going to vi- visit uh, not sunny Adelaide. It's going to be raining all, all Saturday, it's I forecast believe, to be so...
0: sunny on Saturday. Ooh, 18, 18 degrees sunny.
2: Like rain, so well, I'd be glad if it's a good weather for a game over there, the Indigenous round, and I think Crows are going to be sporting their black-looking jumper and Freo have got their white away Indigenous jumper with the three purple boomerangs for the Chevron, so it's going to be a good game, and I think Adelaide are struggling at the moment with their injuries, not as bad as um, Gold Coast, but certainly they're missing quite a few of their stars, and my only worry is really Betts and Walker getting off the chain, but other than that, I'm expecting us to pick up the four points again and continue on our run.
1: Oh,
0: Fremantle, number one defensive on. side in 2015, only conceding uh, 10 goals, two per game. Average goal kick kicked against the Dockers this year was uh, 14 goals by the Western Bulldogs. Was the highest I think we
1: game. really have to... At the point now where we have to hope that, that somebody will beat Fremantle,
2: it will. It will happen when we play you down in Tassie. I've already bookmarked it.
0: Yeah, you're only going to fly yeah. like fifteen players over.
2: Yeah, i will be <laughs> doing something like that.
0: <laughs> or whenever
2: we play St Kilda, it's probably later in the year, but we'll we'll drop a game against a, a shit side and probably lose against Torx and Tassie. The losses will come.
0: <laughs> I love the way he says it.
1: The losses will come, but, you know, we're resolute. We don't care.
0: That's right. We've got our comfy chairs Loss, and our champagne. The will see us f-
1: through and... <laughs> Hang on, what do you think about it, Nat 5? Oh, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I sense a tad jealousy there, messy. i will just going to put my premiership DVD on.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Crows are at $3.40 for this. Uh, Dockers at one thirty. So, um, if you're an Adelaide fan, get on that. Interestingly, uh, the AFL website says it's going to be sunny and 18, but the Bureau of Meteorology says it's going to have showers and be 16, so...
1: The AFL are definitely going to rig it then.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although, interestingly enough, the uh, AFL website says every game is going to be 18 and sunny, I think. <laughs> Sorry, <it's>, um... <laughs> No, because apparently at the Gabba, it's going to be 18 and sunny on the weekend. Uh, as the Lions play St Kilda... In the early game, uh, mm. a game that nobody cares about, I think, in terms of. Uh, so you lost me when you sent St Kilda. Who are they playing? Brisbane, in fact, and Brisbane will probably win this, in my opinion. But uh, no, yes, no, yeah, no, I think Brisbane are on the way back now, mess. Oh, you think they might surge <laughs> all the way up to five wins this season? Bookies have them at a dollar sixty. They've got St Kilda at two thirty. It's, uh, yeah. Incidentally, we're not sponsored by bookies this <laughs> this week. <laughs> I don't know why we've just started doing the odds, but there you go. <laughs> so, that's, that, that's fun. Uh, last time they played, Brisbane won, but St. Kilda were uh, statistically dominant, apparently. But uh, the Lions are ranked 17th for scoring. And St Kilda are ranked 12th, so maybe St Kilda will win. I don't know. Messenger certainly seems to rubbish my idea that Brisbane could win, so, you know, Messenger's always right. Now, Collingwood... pretty much correct. (laughs) Collingwood have North Melbourne on uh, Sunday afternoon at the MCG, and uh, that'll be fun for everyone involved, I'm sure. Guys? Riveting Co- it'll, Collingwood ranks second. Say North. Collingwood ranks second for inside fifties. Uh, kangaroos are ranked fourteenth. Magpies are number one for contested possessions, uh, and the Kangaroos are fifteenth. Uh, this will be Collingwood's sixth game at the at S- uh, the MCG this year. Kangaroos first, so a bit, mm. of, bit of a home ground advantage to the Pies.
1: Well, I think there's a good um, argument for North to win that.
0: There's not a lot in it. I, I'm having trouble
1: forming it, but I'm sure there is one.
0: Interestingly enough, it's going to be 18 and sunny at the MCG. Uh,
1: <laughs> it doesn't... That's no, not God. what my thing says. Can I tell you what the Bureau, bureau says? 13 and showers.
0: No, no, The AFL website has 18 and sunny for every forecast.
1: <laughs> well, who, who do you believe? I don't do you, bu- be- do you believe... Do you believe Gillian McLaughlin or do you believe Lavinia Nixon?
2: Oh, buy into the AFL nonsense.
0: I <laughs> it's... Apparently I'm a paid AFL shill, so um Oh, who said that? Oh, it's getting around people that don't like moderation on the H T V
1: All right, you're pay oh, who who's paying you? Who's
0: I don't know, Gillen. I suppose I don't know where my checks come from; they just appear in my bank. <laughs> What's the expected
1: outcome that you suppress all all proof oh. that James Heard is pure and virtuous?
0: Oh no, I, I'm I'm <laughs> I suppress all anti AFL sentiment on the board. Apparently,
1: so well, that's true.
0: That's that's what I do. But <laughs> so yeah, that's what we pay you for. That's right. I'm I'm the anti AFL man. Actually, I'm known as the anti samful guy on yes. uh, on local radio now. So um fun stuff. The last game of the round before we uh continue with the rubbish, uh West Coast have well West Coast have Geelong in the late game at the main stadium. Well, late for us, early for them. And that we'll see out the round. Apparently it's gonna be a big week for Reese Stanley, according to the AFL. Mm uh, don't know why. Ooh. But apparently he's gonna slaughter Nick Nad Nui or something, so <laughs> so, no, that's, that's not hard to do. No, it doesn't that's say that at all. It actually baller. says that Nick Nat had 15 hit-outs to advantage and six clearances. And so Reese Stanley, who has been playing as the Cats' main ruckman, will um will have some issues.
1: The most, apparently he and Blitz are the most dynamic duo since Laurel and Hardy or something. I don't know. Apparently they're most really athletic and do lots of running and jumping.
0: Yes, maybe. I don't know. Is that true? Blitzars was, was like a, hide, a hurdler or something, wasn't he? He yeah, was long a long distance
1: runner. He was a, long, a steeplechaser. Steeplechaser, that's the one. Yep. He was a steeplechaser. But apparently, he's amazing. And the way he's
2: playing, he's almost like a ruck rover. He's getting midfield time. Kind of like what Ruffhead does for the Hawks. So
1: You mean he's, you mean he's the first person to do that since Jared Ruffhead? Well, he
0: that's
1: loved, amazing. Oh, Nick Nat. Yeah.
2: It's not new. <laughs> well, Nick
1: Nat, but Nick I Nat would, West Coast be, Geelong... would be so much better. If...
2: Sorry. I was just going to say that the game itself probably lends itself to a good matchup. You know, Geelong are sitting just outside the eight, aren't they, on four and four, and the Eagles Mm. are trying to probably claim a scalp and gain some credibility. Mm. I know they've beaten Port, and everyone was like, oh, wow, go the Eagles. But really, when you look at Port now losing to everyone, it's kind of taken away that shine of the wins they've had, so...
1: No need to rub in. Lose. There's no need to rub in the whole thing with port when I mean, some of us didn't beat port. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think it's very nice just because your team's eight know that we have to continually we made, listen yeah, to your out. goading and your your oh we're eight now and we're so wonderful. It's just not. It's not very nice. It's Unedifying, Zeppo.
2: <laughs> Keep your jealousy out of it.
1: I was very. I was very mild and subdued when we were really, really good, and now we're you know. Not as good as used to be but I'm very mild and meek yeah
3: but yeah, but uh mass you know you can still go and watch your eleven uh premiership uh or VHS tapes, chess which are there these days, but um you know that's right, <laughs> you can spend a whole a whole weekend watching those
1: wookie wookie has to watch his last premiership on the old um on the old reel from the cinema. And, and it's now it's the, black and, and now white. Carlton Blues run out onto the ground.
3: <laughs> Look, it's Mark Athorn. <laughs> <laughs> I to think we need Shandog come and do that again. <laughs> yes, and now... The, Dear mother.
1: Uh, and a long kick goes straight through for a goal. Oh, that was crazy.
0: Alrighty, in breaking news from Twitter, Mark Thompson has ruled himself out as Carlton coach. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Well, I think it's hilarious, the procession of all these coaches just denying any want to actually be
1: at Carlton. It's, it's humorous
2: now.
1: When interviewed, Thompson said, you really don't like me, do you? Please, no. Please, God, no. Don't <laughs> let me make do it.
0: Just uh, interesting for those of oh. you who follow uh, World Sport, nine FIFA officials were arrested today. Uh, They'll be... Yes, you see that news. Extradited yes. to the US on corruption charges, apparently. Uh slightly bigger issues than uh, we're dealing with over here, one suspects, with Essendon. Although, um, I think Titus O'Neill said it uh, best when he said that uh, perhaps the AFL shouldn't go to Switzerland after all uh, for the Cass hearing. (laughs) (laughs) Or they too might get done, um, I think. Anyway, uh, if you follow the Rugby League and you're listening to us, you're probably mental, but... um, (laughs) It's uh... <laughs> hey
3: this is this is a quality hour of spending Wednesday to Queens- well, actually, whenever they listen
0: to it. <laughs> Queensland have won game one of the state of origin eleven to ten. Oh it's in... already over. Yes, it is in front of eighty thousand people at uh the ANZ stadium. So, so my... did
1: they sell all the tickets in the
0: end? Uh they were heavily discounted near the end. Um Good God. They dropped the rates massively. If you got in early you got you paid a heap for them and then they cut the price in like half, so uh, that's
1: a that's a ticketing policy that says we love you fans, isn't it? Yeah.
0: it uh, they weren't, I, yeah. I know they weren't selling as fast as they would have liked. There were about seven thousand tickets left yesterday for Origin. Game two is at the MCG in a couple of weeks' time. Sold out and uh, that'll be interesting to see how many people actually turn up for the game.
1: Apparently they'd sold... They had sold 60... 000, no, I won't say it sold out. They had sold 60,000 tickets a week ago.
0: Yeah. it will be interesting because it'll be interesting to see how the members turn up. As always, the MCC yeah. <laughs> dictates whether it's going to be a sellout or not.
1: Well, they'll watch a bit of bum sniffer at work. It'll be good fun.
0: <laughs> so, yes... That's it from Twitter that I can see at the moment. Nothing else really breaking uh, that I can see. What are you looking forward to this weekend, guys? Um. Um. Oh, uh, God. Oh, I
1: was going to say Friday off. Night Football and then I checked the fixture <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, oh, you know what? It's always fun for a new coach. Johnny Barker, who was a cult hero at Hawthorne in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, I wish him all the best and uh, you know, there's only one Johnny Barker. There's only
0: one Johnny
1: Barker. So, <laughs> good luck, Barks.
0: Moving along, Mike, what's your uh, what are you looking forward to, Matt? Not a lot. Actually. I have
3: to study for an exam next week, so uh, I, I think I'll have to find something entertaining to do on Friday night. There won't be anything on TV worth watching, especially in footy.
0: Uh, <laughs> I'll have,
3: have to go and watch my 1954, <laughs> you know, 9mm of like the Western Bulldogs of Footscray playing in the BFL Grand Final. And there he goes, there's Jack Collins, kicks a goal. up, <laughs> <Welcome>, everyone. That's <laughs> terrific. That's terrific. Brought to you by Lucky Strikes Cigarettes. Cigarettes.
1: His prize money is three shillings and a bag of coal. <laughs> 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 oh,
0: dear. Um, where, where are we? Sefo? what are you looking forward to, Mark?
2: Well, I'm looking forward to my uh, trip across to Adelaide on Saturday for the game and see the uh, Adelaide Oval for the second time, which is a great venue to view sports. So I'm looking forward to it.
0: I guess it's time to wrap it up. Thank you very much for coming on to the program this evening if you are listening we did talk about Carlton but it is coming in a separate podcast Um, Messenger and Seppo and myself uh, go into the uh, bits and pieces that are Carlton at the moment and uh, Messenger and Seppo offer various solutions and you know their wisdom so uh, you can track that in the podcast extra and uh, (laughs) yes I am building that up a little bit more than it probably deserves But uh, that's there for you as well this evening. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you all next week, hopefully, on the podcast.
1: No, all. <laughs>